Hey folks, welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. I am Biscuits, and the other gentleman is... I am Gravy. That's right. Takes about 10 seconds to uh, reply. Um, I do not. Yeah. Reply right away. If you hear a lot of noise, it's because it's raining, and it's uh, hitting the windows. It looks like someone's pouring water on the window. I love it when it rains like that. I do too. Well, and I, and I, don't, and I don't have to go anywhere. Like, it's well, always a bitch when you got to go somewhere. You're like, fuck. <laughs> okay, well, I, I have I have absolutely no topic. However, I do have my strange crime book. Did, did we you love know? that. Love that strange crime. Did you know? Did I know what? Yeah, did you know? No. Yeah, no, did you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the name. Did you know? Yep, did you know. Okay. Oh, smart ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I try. Well, I have some uh, scary medical facts and statistics. Statistics? I'm down. Statistics. Yeah. I was like, eh, I just kind of, because I had been hearing a few like weird ones. Like there was some town in Kentucky in 2008. There was a town had 400 people in it. Mm. But they got over 7 million Percocet pills in one year to that town. Good God. Yeah. That's this is insane. I mean, do I have any? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Open. Let me start closing programs here because I'm, I'm. What the hell is bogging my internet down? I don't know. Um. I feel like something's bogging it down, but I don't know what it is. Okay, well, whatever. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so I heard that, and I was like, I wonder what some other ones are. So I decided to look up, and I just wrote down some of the ones I thought were just way out there. Mm. And it's kind of scary. Uh, oh, okay, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what is it? What is this? this is, uh, well, now, as we're talking, it is Wednesday. Yes, it's, uh, yep. It's National Something Day, so, you know. It always is. All right. Oh. Man, I'm tired. <clears throat> Wake up. Get your yeah. shit together. I, I, I still got to pack my stuff. Oh, see, man, you got a lot to do today. Can't be tired. Nah. Yeah, I got to pack up. I'm heading to Texas. Grand Prairie, Texas. Right smack dab between Fort Worth and... Uh, uh, that other, whatever it is, I don't know. Who cares? Dallas. Yeah, that that's the one. <laughs> well, it's good to know you know where you're going. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. <clears throat> Team Rubicon gets to send yeah. me to send. They're paying me to fly from Hawaii all the way to Texas. For a two-day course, mm -hmm. yet I'm going to be there for five days because I'm the only one coming from so far. Uh-huh. And yet this is a course that's, you know, and T-Rubicon's paying for all this, even my lodging while I'm there, and two meals a day. But yet this... Very course, nice. Yeah. And this course, it's free, offered here on the island once a year. So... Like, I mean, can't you just wait for a little while, or do you have to have this cert? Well, here's the thing. The my the territory manager, 
the guy in charge of Southwest, mm -hmm. he actually emailed me and said, you know, directly, he's like, hey, man, you know, this 400 class coming up, you know, I want, you, I would like you to go. You know, I think you, I think it's time, you know, you go, whatever. Because I've already got 300, which is, you know, that's, that's like incident command type stuff for, you know, uh, situations for, you know, whether it be emergencies or law enforcement, you know, um, freaking, um, pretty much anything. I'm, but, um, 400 is like more advanced one. Okay. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Right on. So, uh. So I'm gonna do that, and, and of course the weather. As I look on the uh, five-day um, weather forecast for there, um, as soon as I arrive, it gets it drops the cold. The temperatures drop about 20 degrees or more, and then when I leave to come back here home, the temperatures go back up. So what will it be about? Um, I think one of the nights it was like in the 40s, another in the 30s at nighttime. Um, Goodness. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me uh, reload this and reload it. Yep. Friday, high of 67 with a low of 43. That's not bad. Saturday, a high of 58, the low of 37. Sunday. Still not bad. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, a high of 67 with a low of 39. And then Monday, a high of 73 with a low of 49. So, yeah, it's not bad. But then again, I'm, you know, in Hawaii, people wear jackets and coats when it's in the 60s at nighttime. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do have a couple long sleeve shirts. I'm thinking about wearing one of my cheesy Aloha shirts that has uh, rifles all over it and flowers. You may need to bring a sweater, dude, just for the nights and those mornings. I have no sweater. I don't you wear. I don't probably wear, should buy one. I, I don't wear sweaters. I have long sleeve shirts and sweat. I'm telling you, shirts. you need to buy something because when you come here in January, you're gonna freeze your ass off, dude. It is and it's less than sixty days. You are gonna freeze your ass off unless you buy some shit. I, I have some. I mean, I, I I I'll be fine. I'm sure. I have a jacket, a really nice jacket. I had a. You know, pull it out of my storage and wash it like two or three times because it smelled really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, that's what happens when you put something in storage. It gets that yeah. nice little funk on it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's all tangled up. We aired out not long ago, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> and, and I even have uh, some of my old army... Uh, um, you know, underwear, long underwear that, you know, I, I'm not doing the pants, but I'm doing oh. the, the, the long underwear shirts. So. Oh, God. Yeah. You're going to freeze your ass off. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Well, that's what you say. My dog Moose is looking at me like I'm crazy. I'll get a picture. I'll even show you. This is kind of funny. Hey, Moose. And he just put his head down. Say, who's? Hey, buddy. He's not your bitch. You leave him alone. Yeah, I know. Boba's my bitch. <laughs> she just opened her eyes because she heard me. Because she's she's upside down with her legs in the air. 
She was oh. sleeping until I uh, until I said her name. But uh, yeah. Do so. So I, I want to hear the a little yeah. more on these uh, statistics. Oh. Statistics. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. These statistics. Exactly. Let me uh, get my folder out. All right. There we go. About two and a half pages here. Okay, so let's start out with one of like this one rocked me. So I'm gonna give you a number. Three point two trillion. Yes. Alright. That is the total US expenditure on health care in two thousand fifteen. Okay, repeat all that again. Three point two trillion. And that is the total US expenditure on health care in two thousand fifteen. So healthcare in 2015 cost 3.2 trillion. That's what we paid. That's nuts. Yeah, and you'd think most of this went to like doctors and stuff like that, but no, most of it went to hospital care. All care done in hospitals was 32.3 percent, I think it was, and then it was like physicians were like at 19.8. Damn. And then then down the line there, but I mean that is a huge sum of money. Yeah, huge, slightly. Now, what it didn't give any fact behind this on whether this was actually like what Medicare paid or what the private citizens paid. I think this is in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was just total overall between like private insurers, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and then you know people actually paying whatever end they they have to pay. Yeah, I think I would, it was just assume, in total, yeah. but still, that is a staggering figure and. Only 4.9% of that went to nursing care facilities or continued care uh, facilities for, uh, for like, retirement communities. Whoa. Like, those assisted living, this only 4.9% went there. Damn. Just beating out dental care at 3.8%. <laughs> what? what is wrong with us? Yeah. And what's crazy is dental care... Uh, Give, gives you what? I think it's like half a million ER visits every year from poor dental care. Yeah. Just from not going to the dentist. And we have do we have those come in all the time to the ER. You see toothache. You're like, really? Go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fix it. All we can do is give you Motrin and send you out the door. I got some, I got some tools in my toolbox to take care of. Right? Yeah. I mean, geez, Sue Marumba. Okay, so the next one. By 2030, there will be a shortage of physicians, they believe. Um, The shortfall is estimated to be between 7,300 to 43,100. Say numbers again. What? The shortage is estimated to be between 7,300 to 43,100. That's insane. That's ridiculous. We'll be short that many physicians. For specialists, it's even higher. It's 33,500 and uh, 61,800. Those are the highs and lows of where we'll be short. And it, what is it? Because it's the pay? Is it just they're not getting paid? Well, or? Yeah. You got to realize, too, is it worth, the, you know, when smart people can go into engineering or other fields where they're not going to get sued, they're not going to be harassed continuously, they're not going to have to choose between the insurance companies and their patients. I mean, they, there's a lot of BS that comes with being a doctor. Yeah. 
it's not just, you know, you go in, check them out, give them their drugs, blam, you're done. You know, especially if you work in a hospital, there's a lot of shit that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And they get sued. And I get it. Why Why would I want to go into a job where I might knowingly get sued? For, for doing the right thing, even. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and people nowadays, they'll sue over the stupidest thing and win. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, if you got a doctor and you're in a, a small community hospital and, you know, they, they levy like a $15 million like something that you, like, even if you did the right thing, maybe they, they still have, you know, a way just to make it miserable. A lot of times the hospitals will just pay out for a lower amount mm-hmm. just to stop it from going to litigation. Yeah. And there's all that budget now is gone. Like, you know, our shit goes up. I mean, come on. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, that that is kinda that is kinda bullshit. I mean I'm I'm telling you, they you gotta put up with a lot of shit to be in the healthcare industry. And I mean, and keep in mind this is eleven years from now. When I got into healthcare, there was a, a nursing shortage going on that was starting that year. Mm-hmm. And it has only gotten worse. I can honestly tell you. All right, next one. Next one. Uh, this thing, uh, uh, the, a Commonwealth Fund study found that the U.S. ranked last out of 11 other developed countries when it came to performance of the healthcare system. Last. Damn. And let's keep in mind, what do you think we were, we were ranked against? Uh, wait, tell me. Universal health care programs. Because uh-huh. almost every other developed nation has universal health care. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts That's on that? The, okay. So we, we talk about it a lot at work. And eventually you're going to have to go to a one-payer system. It's the only way. Because... You know, it's just like how costs are really hidden from you in the hospital. Well, the reason is a lot of times because we don't know what's going to happen. But to not know what you're paying for any specific thing, you kind of should know. Yeah. You know, you should have a reasonable idea. And I think with oversight, there would be uh, stricter controls would be put on like, you know, cost of actual care in the system. Mm -hmm. I think it's good that way. But I think they should also allow private buyer. Like, you can have your own extra insurance on top of that. That will help you, like, say you do need your gallbladder out. Okay? Yeah. But it's not it's not life-threatening right now. Mm-hmm. You don't need it out, need it out, need it out right now or it's going to kill you. So you're, you're way down the list, then, of people who need it sooner than you due to it being a worse condition. That's normal in, you know, uh, universal health care. But if you have a private insurance, too, you can go that route and your doctor can say, okay, but then you're going to have to pay this much of it. And you, you can say yes or no to it. Or wait in line. Hmm. You know, and I know it gets, a, it gets a bad rap, too. Like, especially there were those cases, I think just last year in England, where they were like, no, the, it's time to let the patient go. The state was saying, no, they had to, you know, just let the patient die and that's true like a state can step in and say no we're gonna we're not gonna give any more effort to this because it's kind of 
they get to make that distinction. And people are up in arms about it like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Hospitals do that all the time. We have an ethics committee that if a patient's family keeps pushing and pushing for us to do treatments that it's not helping the patient, the patient isn't getting better, the ethics board can meet and say, no, we're not going to do any more for this patient. Hmm. It's just that's being done by the state instead of by whatever healthcare uh, facility there is. And it's done here, too. I think if they did it that way, it might work out fairly well. And you can say, well, where are we going to get the money from? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we got to figure out. Maybe not spend $2 billion on lotion that don't work. Yeah. Or, you know, Biden can, you know, I mean, you know that some of that legal money that he's getting, he can, uh, with slush funds, he could probably pitch in a couple billion. Who? Biden. Who? Biden. Oh, save that shit. Okay, okay, okay. Save that shit. All right, all right, all right, all right. Maybe. Continue. Well, I like how people didn't care about that shit in 2010 <laughs> when it was going down, but now it's so <laughs> important. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck with that bullshit. All right. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, a one-payer system is really the only way it's going to have to go. My buddy Gary at work, like, he's a staunch Republican and stuff, and even he admits that that's going to have to be the way. But we also like the caveat of putting private buy insurance on there to where, like, if your company does offer insurance to you, you can get that as well on top of it. Mm-hmm. But you're still covering the, the, the lowest members of the society, the ones who can't. Because, you know, there's that, that, like, Medicaid gap where – you make too much money to be on the Affordable Care Act, but you make too little money to be to get Medicaid help, or, or too much money to get Medicaid help. So I, you're kind of screwed. I, I gotta stop you. I'm sorry. The last thirty seconds, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my, my dog Boba. She was like yicking out some hair. She, she had little burrs. Something's like I don't know. It, it was kind of it was creepy and you're funny. I know. Okay. Well. Everybody else anyway. heard you except me. So continue. Yes. So, anyway, so anyway, there was a, there's a, like a Medicaid gap where you make, you know, you don't meet the requirements to be on the Affordable Care Act to get that support, but you also don't meet the requirements to get Medicaid, and maybe you can't afford the insurance through your job, so you're stuck in between this hell. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people in that there's a lot of people in that gap, and that's where you get people like reusing their needles for their insulin and stuff like that, and that's just oh. unnecessary infections that are happening. So, you know, we got to figure all that shit out, though. And I mean, there's smarter minds than me that evidently haven't worked it out yet. So, yeah. all right, next thing: the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, says 30 percent of antibiotic prescriptions are unnecessary. Thirty percent. Wow. To put it in terms of how many scripts that is, that is forty-seven million prescriptions. Did, did they put any more reasoning behind it? Here's a lot of okay. A, a lot of it is if you go to the okay, you're, you're feeling like shit, right? So you go to your doctor. Yeah. And he's like, checks you out, and he says, "All right, fluids, rest." you know, vitamins, and walks out. Mm -hmm. People get pissy because they feel like, well, why did I even come here? Well, that's a good question. Why the hell did you even come here? And so they feel like if they don't get a prescription, they're not getting helped. So then the doctor gets a bad review or word gets around. So Doc started just basically handing out antibiotic scripts for no good fucking reason but to shut the people up. 
Now, were these antibiotics actually healthy, or was it more like a placebo? No, because you're not. You're, with viruses, do not respond to antibiotics. Infections do. Yeah. If you have a virus, if you have the flu, or you have a cold, or something, like, your <laughs> antibiotics aren't going to help. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have pneumonia, you know, if you have a urinary tract infection, if you have a fungal infection, that's where it helps. Hmm. You know, and it it's all the time. People come in and think they should, well, I think they got an infection. Well, that's not what their lab work shows. And so, no, you know, you don't give them something. But a lot of it was just push that just write the script and shut them up. Google doctors. Google doctors. Yeah, that's what people are saying. I think this is what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I call yeah, them yeah. Google doctors. I, oh, God, we get a lot of those, right? Like, you'll tell them it's something. You know, well, what are they in for? And this is it. And then they suddenly get on their phone and they're looking up, they're looking up regular treatments. Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they? Like, oh, my God. It's beautiful that you have that information. There's like a whole team of dudes back here <laughs> <laughs> that have a combined like 100 years of medical knowledge behind them. Like, just shove your Google search up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Google is about as useless. Uh, here's as here's one that really that kind of don't yeah don't fucking Google anything. Just stop with the medical conditions. I yeah oh, I, I'm Ridiculous. just saying Google and search engine in general. You're better off using DuckDuckGo. And that's our shameless plug for the evening. Yeah, DuckDuckGo. Give duck, it a try. Duck, no. All right, folks. <laughs> Go to DuckDuckGo.com. Maybe right. that maybe they'll sponsor us. Various studies found a range. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, various studies gave a range of from five percent to forty-four percent, and that was how often a patient was misdiagnosed. Wow, five percent to forty-four percent misdiagnosis rate. Like even five percent for me is fucking unacceptable. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's scary, man. Isn't that frightening? Yeah, that's really frightening. I don't want to go to the doctor anymore. I'll Google everything or DuckDuckGo everything. Yes. Yeah. That it it's I, when I read that I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Like, and I understand like sometimes you you miss something in an exam or something like that. But generally, if somebody's got an infection, that's when you run urine cultures, blood cultures. You're trying to find out where the infection came from. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had it where a person uh, came in and they had an infection, but it took us like down where the infection was. I don't see. And they can say that that's a misdiagnosis because maybe they were put in under this specific diagnosis, but ended up being something else. Mm-hmm. You know, you think it's oh, yes, they, they do have pneumonia, but it turns out the infection came from, you know, the porticat they have implanted in their chest. That they just also had pneumonia. Yeah. You know, I guess I guess that can be considered misdiagnosis, but it's not really. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. Uh, this is a, a green giant study. You know green giant? Oh, 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 green giant. Yeah, yeah. The, Fucking uh, the uh, green, green beans. beans and yeah, man. Sweet corn. Yeah, man. 
That's that's the good shit right there. Yep. Well, uh, they did a study in Britain. You know, they went they went across the pond, wanted to ask the British uh, what they thought, and uh, one in ten Brits surveyed believe that Coca Cola counted as a serving of fruit for that day. Wow. Twenty thought fruit flavored snacks counted as well. <laughs> so honestly when i read that i was like i wonder if they were just being dry lovable brits that we all know yes and just being like douches when they were filling out the survey like i really hope that's what was happening (laughs) and and that this is not true i i hope this is a fantastic joke played on the green giant folk yeah. I mean, oh, but oh, oh but oh, this, oh, this is I I that just blew my mind. Oh, there was another one that said uh, they thought potato chips counted as a serving of vegetables for that day. <laughs> and that was like a 37%. You you would think that Americans would be the ones saying that shit. Too. You know, speaking of the British there's a YouTube channel I discovered a few days ago that I'm absolutely in love with. And I, I, I've, okay. I, I posted a few videos of it. This guy's name is Colin Furs. F-U-R-Z-E. And just just, okay. just go into YouTube and look Colin Furs. And, God, he does all kinds of shit. Today I watched a video. He took a chainsaw and he took a just a regular, you know, bedside lamp, and he made it a chainsaw lamp. Uh huh. You know, so like he no so shit. It's a working you, chainsaw with a lamp. Yeah, it's a it's no. He he took the chainsaw apart, but he got the motor and everything, hooked it up. So, but basically to get it going, you know, you've you he pulls the cord and then it gets everything going, you know, and you've got your you know alternator or whatever on there, everything's going. It just and he's got like a little handle. And, you know, you kind of push it, and he's got his little regulator so it doesn't, you know, burst the uh, bulb. Uh-huh. But, uh, and you sit there, and you, you can rev it up, and it, it's a fucking lamp. Interesting. <laughs> he takes another one, he takes two trucks, and he puts these, like, you know, firework rockets on. He puts a thousand on the bed of one truck, and has it facing the, a bed of the other truck, puts a thousand fireworks on there. You know, hooks them all together, lights it, and it, you know he waits till dark time, and it's insane. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, what's that some other ridiculous. shit he did? He made a uh, he made um, he he takes shit from like video games, like like video game companies. But like, hey man, can you make this? Uh-huh. And he just he does it. He's he's had this YouTube channel for like uh, I think eleven or twelve years. And, like, every uh-huh. time he hits, like, another million subscribers, he does something huge where he, like, it blows shit up with fireworks. Um, there is one, <laughs> there is one video, someone complained because he had a, a van full of fireworks, and they're like, I guess they sent posted or something saying, hey, uh, you know, isn't it dangerous? So he's like, well, 
let's see what happens. <laughs> he takes the van, oh, fills God. it with fireworks, goes out to this this air. He's he always goes out to this air this air uh, air air or airport that I guess is hardly ever used. I don't know. He goes out to the runway <laughs> and he just he lights it on fire, and it literally. <laughs> <laughs> The van was just destroyed. It was awesome. <laughs> he builds a... He, he, oh, man. It, there's so much shit he does. He makes, a, like, this Wolverine claws, and it's got this metal thing, and he's like, these big old foot-long blades, they pop out. Um, he makes a... Uh, oh, God. He does this, like, this, this steampunk-looking uh, tea machine thing. That uh -huh. you kind of you crank and it stops at certain points and you know it adds the water, the tea, the milk, and the sugar, and it just looks completely you know steampunk and just cool. He he he's like a MacGyver in building shit. Um, it's just it's amazing. You <laughs> gotta check it out. I I, I uh, um I would love to meet this dude. I w I would actually like to have him on our podcast. <laughs> He makes a, he makes like bazookas. Um, he made a a thermite a thermite uh, uh, grenade launcher or some shit. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's let's see here. Let me let me let me scroll down here if this if this is where I have a load because you know my cell phone connection is is crap. He makes a jet bicycle. He, he uh, what's another one he does? He takes a uh, he, um, he makes a two thousand or twenty thousand watt electric drift bike. You know the big wheels we had as a kid. Yeah, yeah. He kind of beefs it up and it, and it goes like what 50, 60 miles an hour. <laughs> he he makes he turns one yeah, of his, I've seen those. he turns his stairs into a giant treadmill. Um. <laughs> oh, that that would suck. Fuck. He, you know those. Uh, you, you know that's those work, right? There. See, that's just making your life harder for no good reason. <laughs> you know those uh, when you go to like a Walmart or something, and those all the time. But <coughs> huh? What? Are you there? Hello. I said, "You all right?" Okay. All right. All right. Um, you know at Walmart when you go there and they have those little scooters for people that are handicapped. Yeah, or or the ones that are about four hundred pounds because they don't exercise. But you you know the ones yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he had one set up. I think it went about like fifty three miles an hour. He he, uh, he uh. beefed it up. This is the type of shit he does. You know, it's it's I mean, You gotta check his YouTube channel out. I will actually share it to you. I have to. And uh, uh, folks, okay. I I will actually go on to Facebook at some time after the podcast is done and posted. And I will share his YouTube channel. And hopefully if I tag him, maybe he might listen to the episode. And maybe he might want to join our podcast. Colin, if you're listening. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. Um, if you got Skype, um, you you got to join us. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, I, I love your videos. It's awesome. Um, I can't say what my favorite is. I, I definitely enjoyed blowing up the uh, washer and dryers. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he turns a microwave into a, a a video game console. Okay, okay. He's a bumper car that's like uh he uses like a six hundred cc, you know, 
<laughs> for like a bumper car. Um, mm. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's awesome. All right, okay, let, let, let's, that my uh, long interruption there. Um, no, you're good, you're good, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Arizona State University. Let's call it an institute of higher learning. Mm. Well, yeah, let's let's just call it let's call it that. But they did a study, and they found that one in six women would rather be blind than be fat. Wow. They also said they would prefer to have alcoholism or herpes. Both of those were preferable to being overweight. What the fuck is wrong in America? Yeah. <laughs> what is? Wow. All right, I'm. Let's go move to Canada, or, or hey, you know what? We'll I mean, better. really? <laughs> oh, like you'd rather have herpes than be a little like herpes does not go. Yeah, like, that's slim if you try. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's open source shit, man. No. You are choosing an incurable fucking disease over sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is retarded. <laughs> I am so disappointed I, right now. I I know. I know. It really, I used to think far more highly of people. <laughs> yeah, um, no, not anymore. Right. Not anymore. No. Oh, yeah, it's ebbed way off, way off. Um, the world, the World Health Organization says that one third of cancer deaths, one third, thirty three percent, could be prevented with lifestyle changes, like if we stop smoking cigarettes, stop drinking booze, we started working out more, ate better, and uh, lived in cleaner environments. One, it would prevent one third of cancer deaths. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've heard that from, uh, you know, people that. Have- there's been people, and I'm not talking anti-vaxxers for those that, you know, but, like, they're changed their complete eating style. Like, no processed food at all. You know, and everything they eat is organic. Mm-hmm. You know, when they go get meat or something, they go down to the butcher shop. You know? Like, everything, like, old school. Before, I think that's one of our biggest problems is yeah, processed food. It, it is. I, I would honestly say three-quarters of what, you know, the typical American eats is at least three-quarters is processed food. And that shit is not good for you. It's yeah, not, oh, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's, no, it's not. It's it wasn't even made to you know be a complete full time or whatever. It was it was more so for like you know our, our during World War One and World War Two, our guys needed food that was going to be you know could last a while. You know, quick, simple, and stuff was uh, you know we were hurting during the war time. You had the depression and everything. You had all kinds of financial crises going mm-hmm. on, and it was cheap. Cheaper than going in, you know, a market and grabbing your produce or, you know, whatever. A couple cans of this and this. And, uh, yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, and people are like, oh, this is yeah. easy. This is the way to go. We're doing it. No, no. Well, it's easier to throw something in the microwave for three minutes than it is to cook a meal, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I don't, I don't even like. Like, I'll have them maybe once a week. I'll have, like, a frozen meal or something like that. Other than that, I cook. You know, and how hard is it to throw like a tenderloin into the, into the oven for freaking forty minutes? 
I you know I'm actually you know, big on, I'm big on sandwiches. Correct. Yeah, but you got then you got the bread. There's a lot of processed shit in the bread and all the sugars and stuff. Well, you can go buy organic bread. Yeah, ugh, God, have you had that shit though? Yeah, it's not too bad to be honest. No, thank you. Oh, my God. oh, it's disgusting. Okay. Oh. Ugh. Oh my! It's like my dad's gluten-free bread. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> oh. I'd rather like a yeah, man. Oh my god, shit is so. Bad. How you do it? I said I'd have the shits every day. I couldn't give up bread. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, my! I, I ordered a uh, uh, a can of um, I got a metal can. They're one of the uh, places that I order my uh, survival food and shit. Um. Mm-hmm. I ordered a can of dehydrated water. Dehydrated water. Yep. What is it? It's a can of dehydrated water. Well, what's dehydrated water? It well, dehydrated water. What do you think it is? So it's a can. Yeah. Because you have to add water to the can. Uh, well. <laughs> so you order the can. <laughs> That's what we call a drinking glass. <laughs> dehydrated water in that glass. Now watch when I put water in. Bam! Hydrated <laughs> <laughs> <hydrate of> water. <coughs> Whew, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So uh, I, I and I got it displayed so people can see it. It's not exactly obvious to see. You kind of have to like look at certain things, and it's like, what the fuck? So you know, strategically put it there to. Yeah, because you know, because you know, that's me. That that's 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 how I roll. That is how you roll. It yes, most certainly is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Good God. <laughs> All right. So next one. Ninety-four percent of of Americans. Uh, you're breaking up. 94 percent. 94 percent of don't Americans for 30 minutes. Yep, 94 percent of Americans don't exercise for 30 minutes a day. Oh yeah, I can believe that. 22 percent exercise exercise four times times a week, which still I think I think is unless they're like tracking gyms. Hmm. Or something like that. Because I think people, oh, yeah, of course I work out four times a week. No, you don't. You lie. I, I so I think that number's do. even lower. I've got a grudge for oh, I mean, sure. oh, I mean, I don't, there are, I, I don't doubt that there are people that do. But I still think a quarter of, Amer- of Americans, that's a bit high. Especially when I go over these next statistics for you. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh. Forty percent of adults and nineteen percent of kids are obese. See, now that that gets away from your twenty-two percent workout four times a week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that that just negates that right there. Because if you worked out four times a week for the proper amount, and you had a moderate diet, diet plays a big part into it. We can be fat asses and still work out four times a week. Uh, but I do find that's why I find that a little hard to believe. Yeah. Forty-four, one hundred. Here we go. Okay. 
147 billion is spent on healthcare to treat obesity every year. So out of that 3.2 trillion, over one tenth of it is due to obesity. We have a problem. That's a pretty. That's a pretty stark, stark, you know, statistic right there. Yeah. One tenth of our budget goes to treating obesity. Goes to treating people being fat. Why? Because only twenty-two percent, which is a lie, work out four times a week. <laughs> And absolutely none of us friggin' eat right, man. Yeah. I was say I was in the grocery store today, and I was going getting snacks for the week. So I got a bunch of cucumbers and uh, two bags of baby carrots, apples, bananas. You know, my that's my snack food now. Mm-hmm. And I really felt odd because I was the only person in the vegetable section. And then as I was going through and I, I walked past the uh, the frozen food section, their thing was filled with people chucking shit into their cart. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you serious? There, there is one particular item that, in the frozen section that I, just, I, 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 have, uh, I have an addiction to. It's those... Pies. No, it's those small little Tino's pizzas. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. I don't, I don't even put them in the oven. I throw them in the microwave, and then I roll it up like a giant pizza burrito. Oh, that's disgusting. I know. I love it. That's it, disgusting. It's horrible. I mean, it, it's bad. I, oh. I, yeah, yeah. Even out of the oven, those suck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're so I, good, I, no, and they're gonna... so bad for you, though. Dude, I used to. I lived on those when I first moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I lived on those little one dollar pizzas hot dogs and ramen for about six months mm. and i would literally like i'd heat it in the afternoon and i'd cut it in half and half of it was for lunch and the other half was for dinner no hey. oh yeah it was that it was that bad <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, but hey hey i didn't die it kept weight on me like and i still worked out so that tells you how many calories are in that bitch <laughs> yeah yeah that's a whole lot Mm-hmm. All right. This this one's going to scare you. Okay. I want to make sure you got your depends on. Hold on, hold on. Between. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, be- between 210,000 and 400,000 people die each year from medical errors. This is the third leading cause of death in the U.S. And this behind cardiovascular ailments and cancer. Wow. Wow. Doesn't that just scare the shit out of you? Yeah. Dude. Half a million people die every year from medical errors. That's the high side of it. High side. Low side is a quarter million. Still, Still, not good odds. No, no, it is not <laughs> like, good odds honestly, at all. Honestly, the odds of you dying in the hospital were the same odds of, like, of you dying in a plane crash. No one would fucking fly. Mm-hmm. We'd walk everywhere. 
We should. We well, actually, the human body was built to. Yeah. You know they they what is it that they said? You know we're we're built to do like twelve miles a day, like and not of just walking of even like a moderate jog. Yeah, people nowadays like I, I have no problem walking. I walk two miles to go somewhere. You know, I mean. It for me, people are like really you want to walk? You know, even if it's like two blocks, and I tell someone I'm like, oh, I'll give you a ride. I'm like, no, no. See, I'll yeah, walk. I don't mind. Walking. Yeah, I don't mind walking. At all. But people look at you weird because you want to walk like two or three blocks, and it just it baffles their no, mind. People look at you weird if you park in the back of the parking lot at a grocery store. Yeah, I'm like, why I'm the fuck aren't you? Why aren't you pushing for the front? Yeah, I am kind of creepy. I'm I don't understand that. Like, I, and I give my wife so much. I do give my wife shit about that because she she will go up front and get a spot at the front. I don't yes. care. I park in the back. My my same way. And I I mean, you will literally spend twice sometimes. Like if it's busy, it's many times oh, yeah. that you go around. The time you spend to find one up close, you could have already parked in the back, walked inside, and already got maybe a quarter to half, if not all the stuff you need. By the time you get a spot open in the front, it's ridiculous. It drives yep. me nuts. Like my anxiety just goes poosh through the roof. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. You almost just want to be like, drop me off. Just drop me off. Drop me off. Just drop me yeah. off. <laughs> off. Yes. Like I'll, I'll, I'll meet you in the cereal. I'll meet you. In the, fine. Fine. I'll meet you in the cereal aisle. Fine. Yeah. <sighs> For me, it's I'll be in the beer section. Later, you're still staying. Yeah, I'll be in the beer section. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. I really don't. We are lazy. Okay, next thing. All right. We are, dude. Any reason to not do anything, we will come up with it. Just like those electric scooters for kids. Why are you giving kids electric scooters? Why? Get that little bastard out there. Get him pushing something so when he comes back inside at 630 at night, he passes out. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Kids have a lot of energy. They need to use it. <clears throat> Except kids nowadays that just want to sit and watch the same fucking toy review 9,000 times. Yeah. Instead of playing with the toys they got, they're going to watch some kid on the internet review it. Anyway, I'm gonna, we're gotten way off topic. Yeah, way off let, topic. Let, let's, my let's, we're, we're starting to get agitated here. <laughs> Fucking yep. humans. Yep. All right. All let right. me let me bring you back to let me bring you back to the frightening. Okay. So every year there is something left in one out of every one thousand to fifteen hundred abdominal surgery patients. Dude, that's scary. Like that that's frightening. Yeah. Wow. But now to this is to be honest, like if the the nurses in there do a count, like they do a sponge count of how many sponges there are, if the the counts miss, they can X-ray the patient to find it in there because the ones they use in the OR have a strip on them that shows up. Mm. Under so if it's a miscount, like I can see that getting reported. Yeah, but it's an easy fix to go in and pop it back out. You know, it's not like they leave you know a three foot spike in you. And you don't find out till you're going through the airport, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's it's stuff like that, but it does sound much worse than it is. Sounds very, very sensationalized when I say it like that. Yeah. This one is going to blow you away. I saved the best for last. 
97% of surveyed ER doctors ordered unnecessary imaging tests. Reasons they gave included fear, uncertainty, and other non-medical reasons. I'm not surprised, actually. I'm not either. <laughs> As I said, <laughs> yeah. Mainly because I work in a hospital, and there's a doctor we know down there that no matter what you come in with, you're getting a fucking CT scan or something. You know, I'm not even going to mention about how, how bad the military was with that, but the VA alone, I don't know how many MRIs. I mean, I'm talking, yes, MRIs that actually were ordered for the wrong body part. And, and I'm like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be this. It's like, well, we got this in. We can't, you know, we have to do this one. Or it, <laughs> it, Those are damn expensive. Dude. Yeah, MRIs, are, they're more expensive than CT scans, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It goes x-ray, CT scan, MRI. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. All right. 97%. 97%. This. And think of what that does. To, okay, so, and this is where you get in trouble with shit, like um, hospital reimbursements and stuff. Because say that patient came in, they ordered that, it could put to the insurance, right? Yeah. Insurance company looks at the case and goes, CT scan. So we're not going to pay for that. Hmm. So now our hospital is going to eat that cost. Medicaid has gotten really strict with their shit. Say the last 30 seconds because you were breaking oh, if up you're, there. If, if, you're, if you're a Medicaid patient, like they have gotten really strict on what what you can order and what they'll reimburse for. Yeah. You know, there's, there's time. And this is what's crazy too, is like a certain diagnosis is given a certain amount of time in the hospital. Like say you're in with pneumonia and they say, well, they should be hospitalized for five days hmm. with this diagnosis. But on day five, you're still not better. Well, the hospitals are going to try and push to get you discharged because after that Medicaid's not really paying for your visit anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's where all this money comes in that you're like, well, how, how, how the fucking solvent? And then hospitals have to upcharge for other things. And that's where you get where everything is so fucking bad. You know, because it's a bad system. And really, insurance companies got you. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Th th those are some pretty. Man, those numbers are pretty messed up. I mean, they're called. Aren't they? They're <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. Uh, we got to reset the internet or something because we're doing a lot of like bad feedback or something. Um, and I need to grab a drink. Oh. We'll be right back, folks. Oh, okay. Okay, folks, we are back. All right. Alrighty. Alrighty. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, are you good? No. Okay. I'm okay. good. All right. All right. We're good. All right. So you got any weird 
engineered crime for us. Damn it. And it did it again. Mm, so strange. My internet does not like me today. But there's other other people that are using it right now, so it's it's uh, the kind of fighting with everybody else in the bandwidth. Yeah, but you need to go Goku on that shit. Super Saiyan. That's uh, it's just how it is, you know. Right. You make do with what you got. Very true, sir. Very true. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, so break out the true crime, man. Okay. Oh, hey, there is a there is an index. It's all the way in the back. Yeah, that's right, but not a table of contents. I'm... Okay. Forget I even said that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Ye old crime and punishment. Um, let's see here. Quotes from the Unabomber. There we go. Let's do that. Quotes from the Unabomber. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski, prodigy professor, survivalist, terrorist, and worksmith. Thanks to interviews in his infamous manifestos, we have detailed insight into a man who was justified to himself setting off several bombs from 1978 to 1995 that killed three people and injured 23. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is, never lose hope, be persistent and stubborn, and never give up. There are many instances in history where apparent losers suddenly turn out to be winners unexpectedly. So you should never conclude all hope is lost. Wise quote from Jesus. A. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was. Yeah. He, he was. It, a it sounds way too inspirational when I, you know, I picture him, you know, all scruffy and stuff, and he's got like this Dalai Lama style quote there. What the hell? Good God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The next one. Uh, um, antidepressants are a means of modifying the individual's internal state in such a way as to enable him to tolerate social conditions that he would otherwise find intolerable. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally putting that, that on my... Bad. That wasn't bad. I'm totally going to put that on Facebook and I'm not going to put his name on it. <laughs> people probably yeah underneath the people are like hell yeah it's right on that's it man <laughs> that dude knows his shit yeah I knew blew up a building <laughs> uh, <laughs> people <laughs> yeah 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 then people too um, next one legally there is nothing to prevent us from going to live in the wild like primitive people um the survivalist yeah, side of is. him, uh, well, yeah, because we're, it's. Mm. Well, that and like you, a lot of you can't fish without a fishing license. You know, yeah, if you're willing to no, get no, no, ticketed no. and just not, you're show not up. supposed to. You can if you want, but you're not supposed to. That's what I mean. Like, there's rules and regulations in place that kind of screw you. Oh yeah, I, I typically half the time that type of shit, I don't even follow it. Um, there, it, oh, here, here's a good one. A chorus of voices exhorts kids to study science. 
No one stops to ask whether it is inhuman to force adolescents to spend the bulk of their time studying subjects most of them hate. What? Okay. That. <laughs> that okay. Yeah. Let's just let's just move on. This is. I think this is the last one. Is it? Yeah. The last one. Uh, I believe in nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> He's very nihilistic. He, 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 he went from like some great quotes into just the last, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, um, I uh, was a little retarded. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What, what's, what's another good one? Ooh, family fun. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Uh oh. What a clown. Oh, my goodness. July 30th, Family Fun Page, the Kansas City Star, ran a blurb on National Clown Week. Accompanying the text, naturally enough, was a photo of a clown, but the editor selecting the, fi- the file photo neglected to look at the flip side, which would have revealed that the clown in question was John Wayne Gacy, a Chicago serial killer and one-time mm-hmm. clown. Uh, who was executed executed five years ago for killing 33 boys and young men. The star mm-hmm. apologized the next day in an editor's note. That, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that is pretty cool. That's yeah. funny as hell. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Pogo the Clown. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um... Keep your eyes on the prize, not the pies. <laughs> a two hundred. Is that one of his quotes? No, no. Oh, it's it's. This is another new little short thing. A two hundred and eighty pound thief broke into Romanian bakery and stole two hundred fifty dollars, but couldn't resist the sweet temptation. He got stuck trying to exit through a window after stuffing himself full of pies. The 29-year-old man was still stuck there in the morning when the shop owner uh, arrived for work. He said, I saw the pie wrappings on the floor, and then I saw a pair of stubby fat legs hanging out the window. He says, I just had to call my friends to come and have a look before we called the police. (laughs) That's great. Not only did you get caught, he humiliated you. He's like, look at this fat bastard. <laughs> okay. Right. That is great. Oh, yeah. That is. <laughs> Let's see here. That's good. I like that one. The Stoner Report. No. Lawyers on Lawyers. Um, no. Jimmy Hoffa. Ha-ha. Let's Ooh. do this. Let's dig up Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa was a well-known union leader in the 1960s and 70s. And on July 30th, 1975, Hoffa had dinner at a restaurant in Detroit. Then he disappeared. After seven years, he was declared uh, legally dead. Over 40 years later, federal agents are still looking for him. Now, in 1975, detectives inspected a trash compactor at the Riley House theorizing that mobsters used it to crush Hoffa's body before carting it off in a mafia-related garbage uh, service. They had no luck. Mm. Um, in 1989, okay. Donald Tony the Geek Francos said he'd been part of the hit team that murdered Hoffa. 
Franco said they dismembered the body and shipped it to New Jersey in an oil drum, where it was buried under one of the end zones in the Giants Stadium. Though the feds never followed up when the stadium was demolished in 2010, Hoffa was nowhere to be found. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was a lie. Yeah, yeah. That was the Giants Stadium. Uh, that would have been good. Oh. Yeah, because they had a little bump on one on one end, and they said it was Jimmy Hoffa's body. <laughs> That's no lie. There's, there was actually like a fucking bump, and they said it was, <laughs> it was Hoffa's body. <laughs> like that'd be the worst hiding place ever. Like if, if people just tripping over it left and right. What the fuck. <laughs> In 2004, a criminal named Frank uh, Sheeran admitted that he killed Hoffa in a Detroit house in 1975. Two retired Detroit police detectives searched the house in question. They claimed to have found traces of blood on some floorboards, so authorities searched the property. They didn't find Hoffa or any of his blood. This was 2004. Uh Now, 2013, an FBI received a tip from a man who reportedly had mob ties Instead, the Hoffa's body was buried in a field outside Detroit. Agents conducted a search, but didn't find nothing. They didn't find nothing. 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 Nothing, honey. Nothing, honey. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's see the next one. Behaving public. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, in Los Angeles, it's against the law for infants to dance in public halls. What? <laughs> For infants to dance. Yeah, in public halls. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know infants could do that, but right on. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty good. Um, I, 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 I. Wow. <laughs> what? Huh? I said what? Come on. I, I, I'm still trying to process this. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. If you've just eaten garlic in Gary, Indiana, you must wait at least four hours before you can attend a theater or ride on a public streetcar. Okay, I get that. Yep. I get that. I've smelled some people on garlic before. Yep, yep, yep. But garlic is good for you. Even vinegar. Oh, it is? I take giant vinegar pills every day. Um, Yeah. Uh, in in my 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 farts smell like pickles. Um, oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, yuck. And my 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 apologies, folks. That was uh, kind of gross. We were we were we were talking about those pickle popsicles. Oh they, yeah. I've seen pic- oh my god, disgusting. Have you had like, one? No, I'm not gonna eat one. It's freaking gross. I need to get one. It, it do they have them where you live? I don't know. I just seen them on the internet, but I was I I just seen them because it reminded me of those dill pickle lays that they came out with for a little while there that were disgusting. Those weren't too bad actually. Oh, those are gross. Whatever. Um, I like pickles. I'm a pickle man. I hey, I love a good pickle with a sandwich, but I just can't eat them like that, man. Mm. You can't stick the whole thing in your mouth and just crunch on it. I mean, you don't like that vinegary. That 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 uh, tartness. I like, I like a pickle. I like a good pickle, but man, I just cannot eat them like that. Like people who drink the juice and shit. It's good when, when you're when you're drunk, drunk, and you know you're afraid you might end up puking or something. It's good to have a couple of pickles and drink some pickle juice. It'll actually prevent you from vomiting. I'll just throw up. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll just throw up. I'm good. Okay. All right. In Ro- in Rochester, Michigan, anyone swimming in a public or in public must have their suit inspected by a police officer. That's some old school shit right there. Yeah. That's uh. Really? Why? That's okay. In Massachusetts, it is illegal for uh, a mourner at a funeral to eat more than three sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, in Zena, Ohio, it's a crime to spit on a salad bar. I mean that that would. Kinda... Yeah, and it sh- it should be. And I don't even know if I said Zena correctly, but uh, <laughs> that's one. How's it spelled? X E N I A. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure, Ohio. Um, <laughs> it's illegal to drive without a steering wheel in Decatur, Illinois. Wow. That's uh way to way to go, Illinois. Yep, yep. <laughs> Not surprised from that Make, state. Making the obvious a law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By law, Washington DC taxis must carry a broom and a shovel. For snow or I, I I don't know I it doesn't say anything else it just just that that's that's uh, uh huh. I'm flabbergasted I would think it's got to be for snow mm. in Louisiana it is illegal to garlic or gargle in public okay I judging from the pictures of people I've seen from Louisiana all dental hygiene is kind of banned there. <laughs> In Winchester, Massachusetts, it is illegal for women to dance on a tightrope unless she's in a church. I, what? <laughs> How to? Listen, if you're in Winchester, Massachusetts, the... no dancing on a tightrope. Why is there a tightrope in a church? Uh, what church is this? Oh. I mean, I've seen the speaking in tongues and, and handling dangerous snakes, but now we're making people, like, literally walk the plank and shit for the love of the Lord. <laughs> if you really love God, you won't fall. Thump. Damn. All these people just don't love God. Just parishioners dead. <laughs> Here's one that you and I would, would not have. a We would have a hard time with this one. In Florida, you may not pass gas in a public place. After six p.m. Oh yeah, no, nah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, for me. that would that wouldn't work for me. That don't that don't work for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, can, can you come pick us up? Where you at? Oh um, right, yeah, yeah. We're 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 in jail. Kicked kicked out of every restaurant we've been in. <laughs> okay. Um, youngest and oldest convicted murderers. The youngest was a twelve-year-old. By the name of Curtis Jones, and he was convicted in 1999. Wow. The oldest, a man by the name of Leonard Nathan Sherman of Daly City, California, was 85 in 1999 when he got life in prison for shooting his sister. Oh my God! Wow. Talk about. <laughs> I just I can imagine this conversation. I, I'm, I'm like, what was that about? Like, <laughs> what, how the hell could he shoot his sister at that age? I, I'm because you know how long it took him to go get that gun. 
<laughs> like that dude had to be a solid piss for 30 minutes. The whole walk there and back to the bedroom, just like, oh, that's fucking it. Oh, and he's just stewing like every little move with the walker. He's just like, <laughs> and the hand shaking as he's got the piss, yeah. you know, the hand shaking, you know. <laughs> How many rounds did he go off before he hit her? Oh, wow. yeah. See, that's another good question. Damn. That's, uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. What's another one? Um, we did criminal headlines already. Um, let's see. Vigilante justice. Okay, we'll do that. The crime. Roy... Roy a Gendron. Gendron. He broke into a home in okay. Alabama. Uh, instant justice was the homeowner's son, Richard Busey, caught Gendron loading uh, furniture and other items onto his truck. Busey had a gun in his car, so he pulled it on Gendron. And he, uh, but he didn't have a telephone and didn't know what to do next. So he made the burglar mow the lawn with a push mower. While he thought about it, he eventually <laughs> took... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is something you can see like our our the generation older than us that could be doing. Okay. That. Yeah, you this <laughs> All he did was make him mow the lawn. Um he eventually took uh the guy's driver's license, which the police used to track down and arrest the thief a short time later. Um, assistant DA Brian McVeigh told reporters that if he ever found himself in a similar situation, I'll try to get some yard work out of the guy. That's pretty smart. I like that. I uh, yes, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Mow my lawn while we're waiting for the cops. <laughs> in 2003, yeah. the crime was in 2003. An 18-year-old by the name of Michael Watt walked into a health food store, pulled out a knife, and demanded money. The instant justice was the sole employee of 48-year-old Lauren Avery refused. She says, I thought he's not hes not having our money. You know, I've worked hard for it. She looked for something to hit the thief but couldn't find anything. So she grabbed an industrial-sized bottle of salad dressing, pointed it at him, and told him to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Salad dressing? <laughs> oh my god, it's awesome. Oh yeah. Salad dressing. <laughs> and the dude left? Um, well, let's see. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Waltz wouldn't go, so she started squirting him with dressing. Oh my god. <laughs> She says he kept coming at me with the knife, Avery told reporters, and I kept squirting him, and it worked. <laughs> the would-be robber left the store, and police were able to track him down by following the trail of salad dressing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, uh, just, just uh, um, a little Tracked note, folks. With the dressing. Yeah, little, little note, folks. Always have an industrial, a full industrial-sized bottle of range dressing. 
Does it have to be ranch? Because see, I think ranch wouldn't come out as easy. I, like I'd want something a little thinner, like a, maybe an Italian or something like that. No, it, it would. It would. I mean, it's still kind of thick, but it's still going to come out. And uh, I like it because it would kind of it kind of stays a little more. Oh, but then again, you know, vinaigrette that that you're definitely going to smell a vinaigrette. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, or or. Uh, you know, sour cream's always something right there. I mean, shit, you have a little, you can have a food fight through a sour cream on somebody, and six hours later, you at the oh country bar. Oh, my God, you at the sour cream still. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I didn't Never start it. Like I did not start it. I did not start it. And say so you did. I, I might have. I don't know. That was a long time ago. It was a long time. I don't remember who started like 15, it, actually. 15 years ago or some shit. <laughs> oh, but it stunk. Our shirt stunk that night, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Matter of fact, I remember that because I even got some lady's phone number that night. You pimp you. Yeah, I was a pimp back then. <laughs> my my job, when I went out with the guys, before I met you, when, um, when I would go out with the guys, my job was to go fetch the women. Fetch the women. <laughs> okay, ladies, my apologies. That was probably a bad word to use. That was. A yeah, bad. that really that was. was. <laughs> my job was to introduce myself to a group of women and talk them into joining my friends. I think that's a little better. That is much better. Okay, thank you. I'm here all Yes, day. you're welcome. <laughs> and do you think you did a good job at that? Yeah, I did, actually. Did you? I was cute looking back then. <laughs> I was so beautiful then. I was a cute little dude. <laughs> <clears throat> now I'm got wrinkles and I look like I've my my everyday normal face looks like uh trying to crap one out and it ain't coming. That's <laughs> that's my uh. uh I knew I was old, dude, when the wrinkles didn't go away. Like, after I took the tension out of my forehead and they were still there, I'm like, yep, so it's then, okay. <laughs> I thought it was in first grade when you started losing your hair. Ah. Ah. <laughs> no. That was second grade, I'm sorry. Asshole. I started losing my hair until I got out of service. Uh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay, the title of this one is Hey, I Recognize That Butt Crack. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay we're doing this one. Um, <clears throat> in 1997, Minneapolis native Tom Tipton got the thrill of his life when he was invited to sing the national anthem before a Minnesota Vikings football game. Now, across, yeah. across town, an off-duty sheriff was watching the pregame show and recognized Tipton's name. Tipton, it turned out, was wanted on two warrants in Minneapolis. He was arrested during the game. Ah. Ah. Now, in 2006, a man by the name of Robert Russell Moore of Maryland was charged with the robbery of an Arby's restaurant where he was recently employed. At this subsequent trial, four of his fellow, uh, former fellow employees testified that although he was wearing a mask, they recognized more in surveillance tapes, especially when he bent over and they recognized his butt crack above the top of his butt. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I know that butt crack. That's not so not no no ridiculous. not the butt, okay? The butt crack. Yeah, right. He was <laughs> Yeah, he was sitting. Do you recognize the man in the courtroom today? Oh uh, no. Turn around. Bend over. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's him. That's him. Oh god. In 1999, a man wearing a long, dark coat and a mask walked into the Royal Casino in Aberdeen, South Dakota, pointed a gun at the clerk, and demanded money. The next day, local man Gerald Neeson, 44, was arrested for the crime. Neeson was a regular at the casino, and the clerk had recognized the distinctive, powerful odor of his cologne. He was sentenced to seven years in prison. Mm. That's, uh... Yeah, those are, those are three... Well, one out of three is a butt crack. So the, ti- the title is a little mis- misleading. <sighs> butt crack. That's fantastic. It's all, that is awesome. <laughs> of all things, the butt crack. <laughs> it's, uh... like, that almost sounds like he had to make some shit up real quick because he might have tackled the wrong guy. He's like, how'd you recognize him? Uh, butt crack. <laughs> like, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. What is this? Title is Monkey See, Monkey Do. All right. The Monkey See. In 1971 film, The Godfather, a Coraline family henchmen intimidate a Hollywood mogul by killing his prized racehorse and sticking the horse's head in his bed. Mm-hmm. Monkey Do. In 1997, two New York crooks decided to use a similar method to intimidate a witness scheduled to testify against them. On the morning of the trial... The witnesses found an unwelcome surprise on his doorstep. He said, "We wanted to leave, or we wanted to leave a cow's head," admitted one of the crooks, because his wife was from India and they consider cows sacred. Unable to find a cow's head in Brooklyn, they went to a butcher and got a goat's head. We figured it was close enough. It wasn't. They both went to prison. <laughs> they actually went to a butcher shop and just bought a goat's head. Yeah, yeah. It's That's got to be such a rare sale. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey C. In 1996, 17-year-old Steve Barron of Royal Palm Beach, Florida, was really into Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and Goodfellas. Monkey Doo. After he was caught okay. trying to rob a gun store, Barron claimed that he had been taken over by another personality, a combination of the wise guys from those three crime movies. The oh judge God. rejected the Pulp Fiction defense as the press called it and sentenced Mr. Vincent Vega Henry Hill White to four oh. years in prison. Good God. Yeah. Wow. That's just dumb. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, that's just dumb. Let's see here. Um, did we do killer quotes? Uh, let's see here. Come on. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, why the juice wasn't loose. Is this about OJ? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> By the way, he has a, uh, uh, a somewhat new, uh, um, Twitter page and he actually does a lot of good football stuff, talks about and news and whatever he's dude's actually pretty intelligent 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's one thing to say about him. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the glove doesn't fit. Pretty intelligent, wife-killing guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Um, son of Sam. Mm, nah. The real Berkowitz. Yeah. Always like that guy. Well, okay. Well, we'll do this one here. I, I don't. Um, this is about how we got his nickname. <clears throat> David Berkowitz murdered oh. six people, wounded several others, and committed arson around New York City in 1976 and 77. He was first known in the press as the 44 caliber killer. After the weapon, he, this was after the weapon he used in most of his attacks. Now, in April 1977, Berkowitz left a letter at the scene of a double murder in the Bronx. A month later, he sent another letter to New York Daily News columnist Jimmy Breslin. In both letters, he refers to himself as Son of Sam, explaining that Sam was an evil spirit that compelled him to kill. Sam loves to drink blood, one read. Go out and kill, commands Father Sam. Berkowitz later uh, said Sam was a demon that possessed his neighbor's dog. Police eventually released the information to the press, and the rest is serial killer history. Uh, he was captured in 19, in August of 77. His first words to the police, You got me. What took you so long? And he's now serving 25 years to life. Update. Um, he became a born-again Christian in prison around 1987. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, good. It's good on him. <laughs> um, on his personal website, uh, he has one reported minister... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, a, a website, a personal website that is in, uh, administered by the help of a friend outside of prison says he is no longer wants to be known as the Son of Sam, but now goes by the name of Son of Hope. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, All right. did Hope, well, did Hope uh, invade his cellmate's body? Well, well. Um, so we'll no longer call him Son of Sam. He is now Son of Hope. Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do it. Unless his cellmate's nickname for his dick is Hope, and I know he's getting filled up with Hope every day. Nah, I'm not calling him Son of Hope. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. What is this? Uh, the title is The Real Scruff McGruff. I hope this is a good one. The slogan, Take a Bite Out of a Crime. Well, the story. Yeah. In 1980, the nonprofit National Crime Prevention Council hired ad agency Satachi Satachi to create a kid-friendly mascot and slogan. Copywriter John Keogh considered okay. a lion who roars at crime. And then an elephant who stomps out or stomps out crime but finally opted for a dog who takes a bite out of crime. This was inspired by TV's... <laughs> he, that sounds pretty good. It was inspired by TV's hey, Columbo artist who uh, drew the dog as a grizzly gumshoe in a trench coat. The character appealed in public service announcements, um, urging kids to report any crime they witnessed, from bullying to drug dealing. The dog wasn't named until 1982 contest, in Nor- where a New Orleans police officer just suggested McGruff the crime dog. Um, the runner-up name was Sherlock Bones. Ah, I, I see. Look at what we missed. We I, missed a fantastic opportunity that, there. That was Sherlock Bones. That's that is fantastic, Sherlock Bones. Oh, man, 
Son, way to go, America. Yep. You let me down again. Yep, yep. Ugh. The NCPC. That sucks. Oh, yeah. The NCPC says that 75% of American children today recognize and trust McGruff and know the slogan. Well, okay. I don't know if I trust him. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know him. <laughs> you don't really hear nothing about like, it. Honest, it's like Smokey the Bear. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you see him every now and then. Let's see here. Every now and then you get a smoky commercial. Uh, true crime or tale, tall tale? Let's see here. Okay. Here's the story. A traveler visiting New York City meets an attractive woman in a bar and takes her back to his hotel room. Next thing he knows, he's lying in a bathtub filled with ice and surgical tubing is coming out of two freshly stitched wounds on his lower chest. There's a note by the tub that says call 911. We remove your left kidney. Now the doctors in the emergency room tell him he's the victim of thieves who stole organs from transplants. This story is spread, or how it spread. French folklorist Veronique Capon Vincent, if, if that's even how it well, pronounced right, has traced the story to Honduras and Guatemala. Well, rumors began circulating in 1987 that babies were being kidnapped and murdered for their organs. The alleged culprits, wealthy Americans, needed transplants. From there, the story spread to South America, then all over the world. Uh, wherever such stories surfaced, including the U.S. newspapers reporting them as fact. Now, ah. the truth, or what this book says is the truth... Uh, national and international agencies have investigated the claims but haven't been able to substantiate even a single case of organ theft anywhere in the world. Bullshit! Excuse me. Uh, these incredible stories ignore the complexity of organ transplant operations. Which... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, I... I wait... That that it that it exists or that the, they're saying that oh it no it it exists mm -hmm. but but the point is like for harvesting organs why even leave them alive you know that's the thing you just want to gri open them up get in there and grab it I mean that's it, that's it yeah boom boom you're done I mean if you're gonna be if you're gonna be generous you know you leave a note you know leave a phone by I wouldn't leave shit man you'd just be done well, I'd get it out of you I'd keep you breathing long enough to get it out of you. And on ice, and then it'd be done. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd at least put a beer in his hand. Slap oh, him on the face. Wake you're him. so nice. I mean, you know, you, you, you take a little, you gotta give a little, okay? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, Madoff. Bernie Madoff missed one of the largest financial scheme program ever is in Paragraph. Madoff Madness. Uh, Bernie Madoff is known as the mastermind of the largest financial fraud scheme in American history. After mm -hmm. his empire crumbled, people wanted a piece of the rubble. Um, we're, this is going to be sections where auction item estimate value is sold for. The auction item is a blue set New York Mets baseball team jacket with Madoff stitched on the back in orange. The team owner, Fred Wilpin, was one of Madoff's victims. The estimated value, $720. Sold, sold for $14,500. What? Yep. 
Ugh. Yeah. We're we're we smart people. Uh, yeah, we so smart. <laughs> a Lady Herm's brown suede handbag that belonged to Madoff's wife, Ruth, plus two other purses. The estimated value is two hundred and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Sold for nineteen hundred dollars. Holy Jesus. Mm-hmm. The next auction item, three boogie boards, one with Madoff written on it with a with a black marker. Estimated value eighty dollars. Sold for a thousand. What? Mm-hmm. This is some BS, man. Yeah, I know. Um, auction item: a set of Madoff's personal personalized golf clubs, uh, irons only. Estimated value is three hundred and fifty dollars. Sold for three thousand six hundred. Hmm. Hmm. Next auction item, <laughs> a pair of Ruth Madoff's Diamond Victorian Dangle Earrings. Estimated Ooh. value is $20,000. Sold for 70000 What the hell? I know. The next auction item is a 1960 Hofstra University ring engraved with BM. Estimated value is $360. Sold for 6000 Wow, that's a uh, that's uh, that's yeah. quite the markup. Yeah, just just a little bit. The last auction item: a black leather Mont Blanc wallet embossed with BM. Estimated price a hundred dollars. I can see some of the you know the, some of those being a hundred dollars because you know it's it's not uncommon to get a really nice, good, well made uh, a wallet that's going to be that much. So estimated value one hundred sold for twenty two hundred dollars. Jesus. Mm. Now that, that's ridiculous. It is. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Medieval due process. No DNA, no fingerprints, no jury. These justice systems shall make criminals think twice. First one, the glowing iron. An iron rod was heated until it was red hot and after a series of prayers and blessings... The accused carried it distant carried it carried it at a distance of nine feet. His hands were then wrapped and inspected three days later. The logic was that God protected the innocent and his hands would be healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, the bowling water. The accused would be asked to plunge his hand into a cauldron of bowling water uh, that had been blessed by a priest and pull out a pebble or another object. As with the glowing iron, the accused hand would be bound and inspected three days later. If it was healing, he was found innocent. If it wasn't, the verdict was guilty. Oh my god. Wow. Third one, the cross. This ordeal was used to settle disputes. Both parties faced the cross and extended their arms to the sides, imitating the shape of the cross. Whoever was the first to tire and put his arms down was in the wrong since God would give strength to the righteous. Oh, my Lord. Oh. <laughs> Talk about trial by combat, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, let's see here. Nudes and prudes. Let's do this one. What, how much time we got? Oh, we, all right. We got enough time. Um, yeah. Uh, nude. On Christmas Day 2003, Minneapolis firefighters with sledgehammers knocked down the chimney... <clears throat> of Uncle Hugo's bookstore 
and rescued a naked man who was trapped inside. The man claimed he had stripped naked in order to fit down the 12 by 12 inch chimney that he was looking for some keys he dropped down the shaft. The police didn't buy it and charged him with attempted burglary. Uh, this next one is approved. But did they even look for the keys? I don't, I have no clue. It's, it's probably, probably not. <laughs> some shoddy police work. I mean, the dude could at least rub him down with some, rub some lotion or body, some oil or something. Yeah. You know? Some grease onions slide right down. There's some, some of that Kentucky jelly. This next one is a prude. In May 2004, police in Bar Barnsley, England, ordered a local man or ordered a local man named Tony Watson to do something about the naked lawn gnomes in his front yard or faced arrest for causing public offense. Watson, an ex-army sergeant, complied by painting bathing suits on the gnomes. <laughs> I like that. Who is paying that much attention to somebody's yard gnomes? Uh, some asshole. Yeah. Yard gnomes aren't even that big. I know. They're... Actually, I have no, seen I... some large ones. But yeah, yeah, typically. I mean, if, the, if you got them decorated around your mailbox, like getting bone doggy style and stuff, okay, yeah, can you, you know... Fix your yard gnomes, please. But other than that, I really don't care what you do with them. I mean, I mean, if you really want to look at it, you know, you you put, you know, you buy a bunch of cheap dildos and you bury the bottom part in the lawn. So when they come out the next morning or whatever, they just see like half a dozen dildos sticking up out of the ground. Now that right there is little. I don't know even why I said that. Yeah, but everybody's got. That wasn't me, by the everybody's way. Everybody's got camp. I, Everybody's got cameras now. You can't be doing that shit. <laughs> I did not do that. I repeat, I did not bury. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this next one is a nude. In 2004, Stephen Gow, known as the Naked Rambler, accomplished his goal walking the length of the United Kingdom wearing only socks, walking boots, and a hat. His purpose to encourage acceptance of the naked body. The 900-mile trip took seven months. Golf was arrested 16 times along the way and served two stints in jail for a decent exposure. 16 times. That's awesome. During a 900-mile trip. Seven months. 16 times in seven months. Twice a month, dude got arrested for being naked in public. Yeah. That beats my record. That's Yeah, yeah. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one we've got approved. In 1998, the U.S. Navy charged an officer with indecent exposure. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. I, was, I'm, I wasn't an officer. Um, and, and, and conduct unbecoming of an officer. Why? Because Lieutenant Patrick Callahan, 28, had mooned a friend while jogging on the base. There, were, the, <laughs> there are people who are real offended when you take your pants down in a public street. Callahan's commanding officer, Captain Terrence Riley, explained. And Callahan faced dismissal from the Navy, but officials let him off with only a letter of reprimand in the end. That's stupid. That, that is, that's just somebody driving by being pissy. I've walked out and that's all. I've that walked is. out of the barracks completely naked, drinking and smoking. I mean, that, that's it's. Yeah. Yeah, we were very comfortable with our bodies back then. We probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can remember we did the helicopter. Do we both did the helicopter at the same time a couple times? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I used to use the women's restroom instead of the, you know, if, if I had to poop, I would use the women's restroom every time. Yeah, it was cleaner. Yeah. It was a lot cleaner. And the women even got, I mean, after a while, after the first maybe half a dozen screams, you know, they the women eventually got used to me being in there. So look at look at man, you were you were breaking down uh, gender inequality way before it was popular. Exactly, I was a trendsetter. That's right. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay folks, um, we are out of time. Um, biscuits and gravy hey. has to go, and you will hear from us next week. In the meantime, sure. do something nice for somebody. Don't be a douchebag and be a trendsetter. Don't be a douchebag, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye, nipples. Mm-hmm.